Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Up and Down with Daniel and Upendo. We are so happy that you guys have come back for yet another one of our fun episodes. And um, I have to say, Upenda, we have just had our first episode premiere and we have been getting love back from our friends, our family, strangers, people from actually different countries. Yeah. Actually looking at I in. saw that. That's like, pretty... like we got a we got friends that are in Europe and different countries that are saying, great job. So great it's job. Pretty Daniel. Fun, right? Great Congratulations. Job. Yes. You know, when we did this we weren't sure if y'all were gonna be even tune in to listen and you have, so we wanna thank you very much. And um, we're happy to come back and offer you yes. another episode. Yes, and today's episode I will say is one of those episodes that Daniel and I talked about prior to us starting to film this episode. Um, right now, we are in the middle of a crisis. Yes, I believe it's a crisis. I don't know about you, Daniel. It's a major crisis. And it has been a stain on the United States of America. And it's racism. Absolutely. You know, and it's hard because, not hard, but when we started this show, we really, for me, one of the most important things, and I think for you as well, was to be entertaining, to have fun with each other. We have a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and yet there is so much sadness going on and so much anger, rightfully so, around race in this country. And we just felt that it was important to continue that conversation. We talked about Ahmad Aubrey. Um, uh, a couple of weeks couple, ago. A couple weeks ago. And since then, more things are happening in this country that are just shocking and honestly have really created a, a, a conversation in our country. More than a conversation, there are actually riots happening this weekend in um, places like Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Nashville. St. Louis, Nashville. And, you know, I, I think that it's time that we actually address this as a country and... Um, but, First, but there's some people, and I just, I, I hate to break, you know, break into the, your part of your, your, your no, thought. No, go for it. But some people would say that we have addressed it. There are people that said, oh, we've dealt with this a while ago. And let me tell you what they, how they back that up. We had our first African-American president. Right. That's how they back up their claim. Well, we're over this racism because we had our first African-American president. What do you think about that? I think that that's... Yes, I, I, I think we had our first African-American president. That is progress, but it doesn't mean that racism ended in this country. You know, I used to date someone who, and I dated this person for quite a while, and uh, he was white, and he used to tell me that racism didn't exist in this country. And it was something that I, I argued with him about for many years. And it's just interesting, you know, I've been out of that relationship for almost a decade now, and things seem to be getting worse in this country. And I, I think a lot of people are in denial that race is something that impacts our everyday life. So I, I, I'm gonna say this, I don't think that racism is worse. I think racism has been very prevalent in our society since uh, people of color have come to this country. What's different now than what it was back then we now have cameras. We now have, um, I, I, we're observing this through people's lens that we're seeing this real time happening. And for you to see something happen that is clearly blatant racism, yes. racism to its core, and for you to deny that, what does that say about you? Right, absolutely. I, so I think that's the difference between, yeah. you know, 
racism has been very prevalent in our country. It's been put underneath a rug. And I will say this, and I own this when I say what I'm about to say. Go for it. Our, our current administration has stoked the racism in this country, has, has given permission for racists to come out of the woodwork because he's given them permission to do it. Right. By his tone, by his verbiage, by how he talks about different scenarios. Yeah. So let's give a little bit of context yes. for those. I'm not, maybe everyone's not exactly sure what's going on, although I don't know how you could be in, um, in such a dark place with what's going on. Uh, this week, we are shooting this on a, a Friday. We actually have a Friday off of work. How was that? Yes. <laughs> well, we had a Friday off from work because we earned this Friday off from work based on our current system. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so we're shooting this on a Friday, and uh, this past Monday is when uh, George Floyd had been murdered. Yes. Frankly, by not one, ago. not two, not three, but four cops in Minneapolis. They put him down on the hot concrete um, next to his car because he had a, a counterfeit bill. And they say he was resisting, but when you see the footage, he wasn't resisting. They say that he was living and alive when the EMTs came to take him to the hospitals because he was breathing irregularly. But now it's coming out that the EMTs, when they arrived, he was dead on arrival when they showed up to him. So we're finding out that the police force, all of whom have been uh, let go, they've all been fired, not just um, at desk duty, they've all been fired. But we are finding out that not only did they lie about the situation, saying that he was resisting arrest, not only did they say that he was living when he got into the ambulance and was going to the hospital, yes. he was already dead. Um, we are starting to see the underbelly of the justice system and how easy it is for the people that are meant to protect us to actually lie on us. And so George Floyd just passed away and uh, the reaction to that has been swift. And the, the community in, in first Minneapolis and now around the country, and, and I can't say the black community, it's really it's the black community responding, but it's actually everybody. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that's the one thing that kind of gives me hope that this is a new movement to really, really get to the core of racism because it's just not us out there. It's just not us out there saying this was wrong. Right. He was killed not because of anything than someone in authority taking advantage of their position. Yeah. And the fact that it was filmed, like like for me, I don't I don't know how deep we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, but when you look at the video, these officers are listening to people saying, get off of him, stop it, stop it. And not one of them takes a, ch a challenge the, the officer that is on his neck. But then I think to myself, if I saw that situation real time, I probably would be dead because I would have went after that cop to get off of him. Yeah, you, you would think and hope that you would be able to do that. But the truth of the matter is, you doing that is not running the risk, it's running the very high likability that you will be shot, killed, at least arrested. Um, and I think it's, it's harder to say how we respond to things in real time, right? I agree, I agree with you. You know, one of the most heartbreaking things that, um, that 
is shown in that video is when he starts to scream out, I can't breathe. And then at one point he says, he calls out to his mom. mom yes. Did you hear that? Yes. He calls out to his mom and, and his mom has been deceased for two years. His mom passed away two years ago. And I was listening to uh, another gentleman talk about that. Um, it was actually NBA, NBA star Steven Jackson who actually was a, a lifelong friend yes, and he, he had a good point. He says, you know, when you get to the point as a grown man, a 46 year old man, same age that I am, and you're calling out your mom's name who is deceased and you're calling her out for help, you know, something's wrong. Yes. You know that your life is in jeopardy yes. and that killed me. And yes. it really pissed me off actually to, to see um, just how, how senseless, this death was, and Ahmad's death was senseless. And we had Brianna Taylor, and we had Christian Cooper that we could talk about. That also happened this week. The gentleman in um, in Central Park. Yes, that was, was bird, bird watching. Bird watching. <laughs> his own business, bird watching, and because he's in this, he's a bird watcher. So anybody that's a bird, a true bird watcher, knows that it should always be quiet, in order for you to literally watch the birds in their space absolutely you know? and what he did was basically he saw that there was a woman in the park who did not have her dog leash there are signs that says please leash your dog and it's because in this particular area of the park it's specifically designated for bird watching yeah it's the rambles i used to walk through the rambles all the time i used to live right down the street from the rambles and it's a beautiful pristine place that you can get in certain parts and it looks exactly the way it looked um, 150 years ago. It's yes. quite beautiful. And this was a African-American man yes. following the rules, following being the rules. respectful, doing his rightful duty of being an aviary, right? Yes. So being in an aviary, being able to watch and uh, be a bird enthusiast. And instead of the woman either grabbing her dog and leaving, she argues with him, picks up her phone, calls the police and threatens his life by telling the police that a black man is threatening her life. You know, when I watched that, I, I at first I kind of chuckled. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. You gotta be kidding. She is lying. The man is way, he, he's probably a good 12 feet away from her. She was approaching him. Right, he had but, to say, don't put, don't put your hands on me. Right, but initially he, she attempted to approach, approach him. Correct. He said that then in the con when she goes through her process of calling the police, they're a good 12 feet away. And he's filming this and she's saying, I'm being attacked by an African American man. I'm being threatened. My life is being threatened. And I was like, okay, like the word Karen came to my my mind yeah. because that is Karen on steroids. Absolutely, we, it's, we, it's the audacity. What is Karen for for the non uh, folk who I was gonna say the non black folk? But what, what what's a Karen? A Karen is a term that has been given to a white woman who doesn't mind her business and. <laughs> That's the reality. I know it is. That doesn't mind her business and takes it upon herself. <laughs> I've actually just never realized, I've never tried to define Karen. <laughs> she don't mind her business. Mind your business, Karen. Mind your business. Yeah, she doesn't mind her business. And then on top of that, she takes it upon herself to be judge and jury. And, and it's always to the 
fault of someone who is African-American, like, you know, a barbecue of Karen. The people were barbecuing in, in because it was in the park. Our, our permit patty. Permit patty, a barbecue Becky. It's yeah, like, so this one, I actually labeled her aviary Amy. Aviary Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Amy. Mind your damn business. But here's the difference. Well, what, and, and actually, it doesn't excuse permit patty and all the other ones. But she was falsifying a record. Yes. The other ones were reporting what they thought, oh, they're too loud, they don't have a permit. This woman, lied. and I didn't even want to say woman, but I'm a gentleman right now, but this woman lied. She heightened her voice. Yes. She actually claimed that she and her dog, who she was strangling at the uh, time. That Okay, well, let's talk about the dog, okay? That poor that dog. Poor dog. That poor, no. that poor dog was like, I'm, I'm not with her. <laughs> I am not with her. I'm not with her. Get me away from this woman. Oh, my God. You know, and, and we laugh about it because if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. And, and I, I think about when I see that again, I'm just at first I kind of like this can't be real because she's lying. But here's the thing that really gets me on that on aviary. Amy, if the police had showed up. Yes. They would have taken her side naturally, and we don't know what would have happened to Chris Cooper. He would have been arrested at the very least. At, at the, the very, very least, least. Yes. he would have been yes. arrested. Yes. Yes. If not arrested, yes. he would have yes. been tackled if he had if he had resisted, and he might have been killed. Well, but even if they showed up and he said to them, "I didn't do that," do you actually think they would have taken his side over her side? Um, you know, you would hope so. But no, I don't think this I don't is think so. this is a a middle aged white woman um, who seemed actually we know that she had a good job and um, she's been fired since. You, you and you know why she was fired because there's a lot of African Americans that's clients of Templeton. Okay, I put it out there, so you didn't have a choice. But good for you for doing that because it's not okay for anybody to allow anybody and put their life. In, at, at risk because yes. that if they had showed up to the park I mean history experience with regards to what's going on right now in the That's world right. specifically in the United States with our police system and the brutality that has happened to men of color African-American Hispanic men and, and any other man of color they're not given the same respect as their white counterparts. Yes, without question. And this again has been centuries in the the the, the making and the, the reality behind this. Um, you know, we're coming up on our uh, break. We actually uh, are doing breaks because we are looking for sponsors and you'll hear more about that later. But um, we're also going to um, take a break. We're going to uh, re reconvene and then we're going to come back and we're not done with this topic because there's so much more. I'm really interested to hear what you think this means about where we're moving, right? I mean, we could talk about what's happening now, but what does this say about our country? Where are we as a country? And I want to know what you think about um, Donald Trump. And his recent, uh, I know you don't like to even mention the name, but Donald Trump's <laughs> but his recent um, Twitter post when he called so, he so, called the the people in Minneapolis who are protesting and looting. To be fair, he called them thugs. So let, let's hold on that. We're gonna come back and we'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Okay, he's gonna make me wait. Okay. All right. So all right, all right. <laughs> we'll be back. Thank you very much.
we're back and um, welcome back daniel welcome back you penda uh so we were in the midst of talking about the hor- horrific things that have been going on recently um related to george floyd and christian cooper and um Breonna taylor i'm out avery and we were talking about um trump. trump trump and his his um twitter post today and i was just wondering what you thought about that so you know daniel I hate to ever respond when it comes to this man. But it, you know, here's the thing. And I, I shared this earlier with someone else. I said, you know, Trump would have been loved by all. He would have been if he came into office, the process of getting into office by embracing all. But I don't know who is behind him, you know, telling him it's okay to say what he says. Like, he, he, it's no accountability whatsoever. And it saddens me because well over a year ago or two years ago when the march happened in Charlottesville, and the, the march happened with regards to uh, white supremacy groups that was marching, um, which they have a right to march. And of course, they had a counter protest and some things jumped off and you know, a couple of things happened physically to people. His response was, there were some very fine people in that group. And then to see his Twitter response with the riots that are going on, and I don't call them riots, I call it a rebellion. You can call them rebellions. They, they are looting, they are breaking, but they are reacting. They, they are reacting. They're responding so, to. But he called them thugs. So how did you feel about him calling that, them thugs? Well, I was getting to the point of that. It was that you know, you call one hand, which looks like you white man primarily that was marching. There's some fine people, but then on the other hand, and there's a mix of all people that's protesting this past week. They're thugs. That that to me just kind of says. You really don't even understand what's what's going on, number one. Number two, you really don't care what's going on. And then number three, if it does not benefit you, you can use this as a talking point to rile your base. Right. That's exactly what you're going to do. Right. What did you think about it? Well, I, I, it pissed me off. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, I appreciate you going through sort of the, the historical context of what's going on, but... It pissed me off. And, you know, the last time we had a show, I talked about me staying in a very positive place and having a positive outlook. And I I do have positivity that I can share about this, but it pissed me off. And I will say that he, up until this post, he has upset me, but I was angry today. Mm-hmm. I literally, I, I was angry. And when he made the comment, and I have to write it down because I, I make sure that I'm quoting him correctly. So it's not fake news. Mr. Trump is, um, he says, when the looting starts, shooting starts. And you talk about him getting to that base and actually trying to incite 
a yes. reaction from his yes. base. That's and exactly there's no, what he's doing. Th th there's no question that, that he was doing. And then I heard today that there was a historical link to Miami with that statement. Did, did you hear that? I did not hear so that. So there is know. actually the statement of, and again, I have to write it down, when the looting starts, shooting starts, is actually linked to the um, Miami police chief in the 1960s when all of the riots and um, looting and all the other things were going on yes. because of race relations in this country. It was the Miami police chief in the 60s who said that he was getting tough. He put a getting tough order to his police officers and he gave them the right. They said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And then there was great violence and great death that happened in yes, Miami. It, it did. And that is exactly what Trump was saying. It's exactly what Trump was doing. And finally, it has pushed this little optimist, right? This little trying to be the Zoom Buddhist. It has pushed me yes, over. Yes, and it yes. pushed me over and I was pissed. Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 are at at a point in time where we should be pissed. We should be pissed because what we thought was working, it's it's not working. It's anymore. not working, Upenda. It's and, not working. You know, and yet, how do we stay? You know, for me, trying to be that optimist, how do we stay in a place where we have hope for the future? So I I personally have a couple things through this that have given me hope. So, but yeah. how about you? Do you have hope in this? This scenario, or are you feeling pretty bleak and, and negative? I'm, I'm not feeling bleak. I think more, more or less, I'm, I'm, I'm. Optimist is not the right word. I, there is a sense that we are now seeing a galvanized uh, coalition now happening, mm -hmm. and that gives me hope because I read a post to you earlier from my neighbor, and. You know, my neighbor really posted something that was very um, telling about who she is. And I think at times like this, specifically when we're talking about race relations, you know, those who don't look like me, when they're silent, it tells me a lot, especially people who are in my circles. Mm -hmm. And I shared that about my neighbor because we're becoming friendly. You know, I support her. She supports me. And her post was, was one in which, which this gives me hope because mm -hmm. I know that she is connected. I know that she comes from different experience. And if this is how she's going to move forward, she's not moving forward. She's not moving forward alone. She's bringing people with her. Yes. So essentially you are saying that there are allies that are, are showing themselves yes. through this. And uh, we talked a little bit about that earlier yes. as we were getting ready yeah. for the show. And um, we, we think that that actually might be a, a worthy of its own show, topic. right? To really introduce some of our white allies when it comes to um, issues that the black and brown folk are feeling in this country. Um, as a gay man, we have some amazing, you are a wonderful ally um, for that community, for yes. my community. Um, and so, yeah, having allies. Yeah, it's been interesting for me. A lot of my friends on social media, with specifically with the George Floyd situation, are, have been writing, how is this happening? Why is this still happening? What's going on? As if this is a new phenomenon, right? But it yeah. has been something that has been going on forever. As you said, now we have cameras. But I thought, you know what? This is me trying to find the silver lining. Thank God. That my friend, like Joe, Joe, you know who you are. I responded to your post on, on Facebook and I said, thank you. Because even though my heart 
goes to the Floyd family. The fact that you, Joe, actually responded in your Facebook to all of your friends and asked, how on earth can this still be happening? Means that you have a heart, that you're connected to the issues, that you see the wrong. And again, I'm gonna go back with what I said when we talked about Ahmad. Things are changing. I, did you see the way the mayor is standing up against the police? Mayors never stand up against their police chief the way yeah, that they're this, happening. This, this particular mayor is is getting a lot of heat from the system. And we talked about the system um, during the Ahmaud Arbery um, conversation that we had. But yeah. I do applaud him because he is pushed against um you know, the system, the, the system wants the status quo. Yes. And what he's saying is no, no, no. And I, I think that has a lot to do with why, of course, they, 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 uh, they fired the officers right away, but the system then did not arrest them, which right. they should have been arrested right away. And he's pushing back and, 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 and the heat that he's getting for standing up against a, system that is not just it's that's awesome. scary to me it, it's, scar it's it's scary not it's awesome as it relates to him standing up but yeah. it's it's got to be scary for him oh absolutely politically yes, personally I'm, I'm, yes. I'm sure there's probably threats on his life right yes. now as a white man standing up towards this so i agree it's scary but you know it it has made me aware that in in my attempt to be that optimist yes. and to, and, and as I talked about when we talked about gun violence and yes. I said, you know, and I still stand by, I, I personally don't want to have to own a gun, right? But it made me realize there is great, great value in fighting back when we need yes. to fight back. Yes. So some people are saying this looting is actually problematic. And, and I will say, of course, looting is not good. We are harming our, the own, our own cities, right? We are, we are, but there, I understand why people are looting. Yeah, I think when it's all said and done, and if you really look at the, the anger, you know, anger comes out this way. Looting is the result of anger. It, yes. it really is. I mean, when people are angry, they feel that they're not heard, especially when you continue, specifically as an African-American in this country, it seems though we, we just can't win. No matter how nice we are, how polite we are, how respectful we are, how we try to live a certain way like the, the, the American dream. And I say the American dream because the American dream is based on a white family. I'm not, I, I don't make any apologies when I say that. So we as African-Americans, when we are trying to do the right thing and we are, we still cannot win. It feels that way, unfortunately. So that looting is, in my mind, it is not right. But I, I, I can see why they're looting. If, if I got to come up this way, I'm going to come up this way. Because I deserve this because of the way you treat me. Yeah. And, and again, I, I personally would prefer that we didn't have to loot. I would prefer that we were able to voice our anger and our, and our, our the power that we are trying to claim um, in ways that didn't have to destroy community. I, I, but... I understand it. I and do. and I, I will say that I, I would like to transition just ever so slightly to one other member um, in, in the gay community who has lost his life this week, and that is Larry Kramer. Yes. He just passed away. And I immediately, 
his it was actually going back and and reliving the the man that he was yes. for those who don't know larry kramer gained lots of notoriety for a few things he was a prolific uh well not prolific but he wrote some pretty damn important um plays and books and for books. that were connected to the gay gay um identity one called faggot actually yes. that was um highly regarded as one of the first um, mainstream um, novels that was out there putting out the gay agenda, but also very well known for his his um, his revolutionary um, play right. called The Normal Heart. Yes, which, which was turned the, into a movie. Which was turned into a movie recently. Yes. This was back in the 70s. And yes. it chronicled the experience, or in the 80s, um, chronicled the experience of people living with, with AIDS, AIDS early in the days when nobody was talking about it. Nobody. Um, and so he lost his life this um week and i uh, and we were just talking we, about him we, well, before he passed That's away what I'm saying. we were, we were just, just talking, talking about him. him absolutely um because one of our friends actually watched the movie normal heart i was like yeah that's a great movie a great i've seen movie. it and then a couple of days later we found out that he passed he away passed. and it's just the work of of mr kramer around you know activism for this community absolutely and there's two things that i wanted to just point out in in honor of larry kramer and what he has provided to the gay community um that brings me such pride and that is though he was a wonderful playwright he actually was even a greater advocate and there are two things that he um, that came up with one i didn't even know that he was the founder of the gay man's health crisis which really was brought up as um the gay community was experiencing um aids and hiv back in the early 80s and he was putting that out in the front street and making people pay attention to that but then he also created because he was so angry that the gay community was complacent with this yes. issue there's a lot of apathy in the gay community yes. and then the politicians wouldn't even talk about it yes. reagan let's not even yes. go there yes. so he started act up and act up was a one was the first a revolutionary activist group that talked about hiv and aids and he fought and there he was quoted as saying sometimes fighting is the only way to go his essentially and i'm paraphrasing here but he says you know sometimes plea for peace only go on deaf ears yeah. and sometimes you have to fight back so so you brought up something with regards and it just made me do a connection in my head so when he created act up he did it based on just what you're saying sometimes you just gotta act up you gotta act order. up so then that that brings to me that is the reason why black lives matter was started because nobody was listening absolutely to what is going on in our community and so Black Lives Matter was created under that same, I want to believe, same understanding that we have got to get people to hear us. If that means that we got to do something and act up. So Larry Kramer, yes, I, I applaud him for creating ACT UP as a model for um, power building for those communities that are marginalized. Amen. And so I guess a way to wrap up this segment is just to say, you need to act up. You need to get involved. Yes, get right? involved. Get involved. Get involved. Be, represent. Talk about these issues. Yes. Talk about George Floyd. Talk about Ahmaud Aubrey. Thank you to all of those allies who are actually yes. who are actually speaking up and actually you're woke now. Stay woke. Don't fall back asleep. Yes. Use your voice because you have a voice in rooms that we are not allowed in. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Bingo. 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 Absolutely. I <laughs> we'll love you, sister. We'll be back. We're going to be, be right back. back. We'll be back. And, we're and we're coming up with some ups now. We're going to make it up. We got some entertaining things to talk about At least today. I believe they're entertaining. <laughs>
All right, we'll see you soon. So we're back, Daniel. We are back. Wow, that was pretty heavy, the, the last two segments. Um, rightfully was. so, rightfully so. That, that is the, the current energy that is going on in the world, specifically the United States of America. Absolutely. So um, given that this is our current reality, it, it did make sense for us to offer uh, this time on our show to really talk about that and how we feel about it because we're living it. And I and I was I was I was angry today and it helped me to talk about that Uh, but we are ready to talk about some ups going on in our world you know just so we we, I think we should share also with our our listeners that we've been talking about up and down and like how do we how do we sort of create this show and and we've realized that you know there are a lot of things that are up and down in our world and so that's kind of helping us guide things but we also want to talk about things that are up and down in our lives yes and um something that i think is both up and down in the world and in our lives is we've talked about it but how do we not talk about it we are living in a pandemic but we're on the other side uh, we hope of this pandemic. I, I was, like, like, I'm glad you said that because I'm like, buddy, I think we are just phase one of the pandemic. Oh, I think there's going to be a couple of phases of this at the rate we're going. But guess what? what? As a result of us moving out of phase one of this pandemic, yep. we are starting to reopen. We are. We are. We opening uh, Memorial Day just um, just went by and they were starting to open up beaches yeah. and opening up parks. I didn't go to the beach. Oh, no. heck no. no. Are you crazy? It's like, let them go out first. Let them try it first. And, and then they come back after 14 days and they're fine. Maybe, but no, let them go out there first. Right. And I, I'm in Dade County. You're in Palm, Palm Beach, Beach County. County. So in Palm Beach County, I, they're open. Like, they're open. They're already beach. I mean, they're Lake open. Work, my beach is open. Ooh, okay. So yes. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not going back out there. In fact, I had a friend who called me this week and he said, hey, I want to come visit. And I said, you can't come visit this weekend. Next weekend's better. And he says, I want to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Tim, you can go to the beach. I will not be going to the beach, no. but you know, I'm less than a mile from the beach. I will give you directions. He said, I just want to land the beach. You can go to the beach, Tim. You can go to the beach, not me. So you didn't go to the beach. No, no, uh, I'm not going to the beach. Yeah, you're not going, going to, to the, the beach. beach. What needs to happen before you go to the beach? Because I actually don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out myself. Um, I think because people have been, you know, quarantined for so long, everything's going to be packed right away because people are just has that fever to get out. Yeah. So this past weekend all over the country, we saw these pictures of beaches just completely not even dealing with social distance, please, yeah. social up. Let me get up on you. Now, it's been pretty good in, in, in Southern Florida. Has it not been? Am I wrong? Uh, you are wrong. You should see the pictures Where? of beaches. Just beaches all over. I, I know moved. up in like the, but, the but northern over. part of Florida. All over. Really? And yes. And I just, I, I believe it has to do with the fact that people have been cooped up 
and they just want to get out. Ah, uh, Yipin, I am such a hermit right now. I don't watch the local news. I don't go to the beach. I do my walks before the sun comes all yeah, the way up. I'm like, I am done. So, so, but, but this is an up. Like, so we're trying to talk about reopening yes. as an up. You know, instead of being trepidatious about it. Yeah. So what are the positives then? What have you been able to enjoy oh because of the up? So so there is a new restaurant that, well, it's not new. It's a, it's a French restaurant that has been in Lake Worth. And I think it reopened under new management okay. called Vincent's. And last week, I decided to walk, get out and walk. And I walked to, to the new French restaurant restaurant slash bakery it was a just a restaurant before now it's a bakery oh my gosh yeah that was my up for this past week it's getting fresh croissant really i ate two croissants uh, <laughs> um, i was so excited about it i bought my neighbor croissants i was like you gotta eat these these are amazing you didn't bring me a croissant you are not my neighbor buddy <laughs> Jesus, you are really? not my neighbor all right now <laughs> but but that was my up because I walked in, you know, and there was a there was another family that was in there with me, and I was so excited. I I kind of broke in front of them, and then when I realized what I did, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And you know, they said it's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you out, but I'm about to call you out because I'm. <laughs> You were talking about people not not honoring social distancing. You were so excited to so go excited. to a restaurant that you were all up on. It. I, I broke in front of them and I turned around and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, it's okay. We're still deciding. I said, well, I know what I want. Can I order? <laughs> What is your Oh, my up? God. So, wait, no, I, I have an up that I'm going to share in a little bit. Uh, but I just, because it's not connected to reopening. Uh, but reopening, uh, what have I enjoyed? I, I had dipped my toe in the, the, the pool, okay. as you speak, uh, with getting my hair cut two weeks ago. Um, and I kind of fibbed a little bit because I actually went to my barber's home that day to do it. Um, but he used all the protocols that he had been learning for his shop. Okay. Well, the shop is open now. So I actually went um, yesterday and got a haircut, got a nice... You look so handsome, mm, Thank you. You've been done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, I, so you I went and when I tell you, when I laid back in that chair and I he put me down and he put the hot towel on my face i literally said to him oh my god i have been waiting for this all week i was so <laughs> excited to have a hot towel on my face before he shaved me and it was amazing so you're like that that crack whore who gets that crack she's been looking for in the ground <laughs> <laughs> why why i gotta be cracked why i gotta be a hoe <laughs> Oh, let me take that back. Thank um, you. Not crack core, but just crack out. <laughs> yeah, so my, my barbershop was great. I know that you have another reopening that you've indulged in. What? This, uh, hello? Oh, oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. My gym opened back up this week. And so I will say I have been to the gym every day oh this week. Oh my God. What was it like? Because uh, I am, I'm really, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into the gym. But yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous to go no, back to the gym. I was, I was nervous. It actually opened up on this past Tuesday, a day after a Memorial Day. And I went in, I, I got there probably about 535. And there was probably about seven of us in the, 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 the gym is pretty large. It's probably 15, 20,000 square feet. So it's a pretty large gym. And they had a note on the door 
about no more than 150 people in the gym at the time. But when I walked in, it was six. You know, they have all these these protocols in place and the attendant was walking around wiping every couple of minutes. And I, I felt that it was safe and clean you and they're yeah, and, and abiding by whatever the protocol is for them to reopen. But let me tell you how, how excited I was. How, how excited were you? So when my, my day back in the gym, I have been running and walking on, um, you know, real live street pavement. And I don't, I don't like to run on that, I, but I had, didn't have a choice. Okay. Oh my God, Daniel. Tuesday morning, I got on a treadmill and I hugged it. <laughs> I what do you mean you hugged it? Like you literally I, put I your arm around it. I was like, I'm so glad to meet you. Because... My time for running goes down when I'm running on in real life versus a treadmill. I did 30 minutes without a problem, but in real life, I can barely catch my breath. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, congratulations. I'm so Thank happy you. that you, you. got so, to. Yes. I, I'm ready for the gym. I am so ready to get back into the gym. And oh, my gosh, I, I, I my, my knees because I, have, I went skiing and I told yes. you that I had hurt my knee yes. and I have um. I was not only experimenting with with sweets, which my grandmother, by the way, told me to stop experimenting <laughs> with the sweets. That's not the Thank only thing you, she told you. Yeah, that's not the that's only thing she told me. But um, but I also couldn't bend my knees, and and I didn't mm. tell anybody because I didn't really know what to do. Um, the doctor's offices were all closed, and so I did my first lunges this week. How did it feel? It was amazing. I actually could bend my knees. I could do lunges. I can go and work on yeah. my on my glutes, and so I'm. I'm I'm ready. You're looking I'm fit. Ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be. I am going to you be look, fit. You look fit. Well, thank you, my you love. Look, you look handsome. What's going thank on? You, thank you. Thank you. I'm just, on? I'm just, I am focused. Okay. I am focused. Okay. He's focused. Uh, I am focused. But there was one other um, reopening that I got to um, indulge in, and that was going to my doctor, which I had thought that my doctor's appointment was going to be all telehealth, but I had to do some blood work and all that. And so I um, was really confused what that was going to look like. Well, they said, show up at the doctor's office at this exact time, show up, you got to be there right on time. Yes. And I walk in and the new protocols for the doctor's office is um, only two people allowed at any time in the lobby. Okay. Right? So I show up, and actually the other person wasn't there yet, so it was just me in the lobby. Didn't have to wait. They didn't bill me for my, my copay for going because of whatever's going on. So no copay, no waiting, no other people. I went in. They took my blood. I was like, you know what? This needs to be the norm right yes. here. We would hope that would be the norm, but you know when... That's probably not going to be the norm. Why can't it be the norm? I don't it, understand. Well, it shouldn't even be the norm. That should have been just what it was prior because of how we go into doctor's offices and it's always packed. But I'm glad that you got to experience what it should be. I did. So I was able to do that. And then I don't have to go back to my doctor's office. He was able to call me. Yes. You better just experienced that because it was right before we started know, this episode. Right? And he did a telehealth over the phone yes. to talk about sort of my, my test results and just what was going on and tell me that I'm in great health. Thank you, Dr. Yes. Dallas. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool that my experience with the reopening is an improvement for the medical system and they need to keep it. I, I Okay, 
I'm glad you said that they need to keep it, but yes. it should have been like that from the beginning. A we amen. know that. We were just talking, um, who was I just talking to about, like, sometimes when my doctor is, I'm at my doctor's office and I really want to have a conversation. They're like, no, bye, get off out of here. <laughs> like, literally, they're at the door and I'm still talking. They're at the door saying, um, okay, you pinned them. I'm like, but da, 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 da. and they're like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that wasn't even four, four minutes with me. Four so, minutes. So you like your doctor. Do you have good relationship with your I doctor? I do. I do. The last time I went to my doctor, Dr. Fern, I said, Dr. Fern, you're getting older. You have no hair now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the same age as me. <laughs> I like my doctor too. I like my doctor too. Uh, so my up. My yes, up yes, this week. Um, and by the way, each week we're going to provide an up at some time um, throughout the show. Yes. Your up this week was your... Jim and the French Bakery. The French Bakery. So the And our ups are kind of like recommendations almost. Either a, Vincent, a, a, only a, a, a book that we read or, yes. or a restaurant that we've gone to. Um, so my up actually is food related. I haven't gone to a restaurant yet, but it is Miss Patty LaBelle. You better. I better. I am a huge Patty LaBelle fan and I follow her on social media, on Instagram. And she um, is always sharing. She's famous for her um, for her culinary skills. Mm -hmm. She's actually known for going back to her hotel room after every show and actually cooking a huge feast for her um, her band and all the other people. Well, she shared her recipe for white fish, mm -hmm. for making um, fried white fish. And I have to say, I had never really understood how to make um, Southern, real Southern white okay, fish. Okay, y'all pay attention to this, because when he told me this, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, what do you mean you don't do <laughs> I had no idea. So it was very simple. Simple ingredients, you take the fish, you do on both sides, um, salt, you do the kosher salt, um, black pepper, and then you flip over. You do it on both sides and on only one side. I don't know only one side, but Miss Patty says that you do um, you do your paprika on that. She says because it gives it a pretty color. Mm -hmm. And then you put in a bag your cornmeal. I've never used cornmeal. This is what I'm talking about. I've like, never used cornmeal. I, I have never eaten fish, especially <laughs> if you're cooking in the in the salad. I have no idea. Cornmeal. You take it, you shake it in the bag with the cornmeal, yes. and then you fry it in grapeseed oil. But see that I didn't know that. That's new to me. Grapeseed. I'm Grape gonna try oil. that. And it, and you don't smother it. It's just you do a little pan fry. You fry it two minutes on each side. She was very specific. No two two minutes and thirty seconds on okay. each side. So five minutes total. You take it out. You let it sit. Best damn fish I have ever had. It's healthy-ish. Um, you know, it's a little bit fried, but it's grapeseed oil. Um, no other ingredients. Uh, amazing. Miss Patty LaBelle, thank you very much. It's on our Instagram. You can go. Maybe we can figure out a way to share it on one of our social medias. Yes. We'll, we'll test that out. But that yeah. has been my up. Yeah, I, I'm going to try that. I, I love fried fish, especially with some cheese grits. So oh, my I got to try that. Goodness. I got to so, try that. So I am this week... Thanking Patty LaBelle for uh, helping me. I'm going to have to look for a um, perhaps a non-fish, non-meat version of that also. Yeah, we'll talk about that on the podcast, right? Okay. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So it has been great being back with you all. Thank you all for tuning in. This is going to close out our show. Yeah, I wanted to say one thing. We're going to go just a second over, but I just wanted to say 
um, for our friends and family who yes. have been watching the first episode and they've called us and they've been giving love. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for thank offering you. that. And for those who want to give us feedback, we are open for feedback. Comment on our social media pages. Yes. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a YouTube station. Please we're, subscribe. We're podcast. Subscribe. Absolutely. Yes. So you know when we're releasing this. Um, we're going to be releasing videos. We're going to be doing podcasts Podcast. without videos. So just stay tuned. We're still playing with the format, but we want to hear from you. And we thank you for the feedback. Yes. We thank you for watching. And I love you. I love you. <laughs> and I love you. I love you more. All right. Bye, guys. Mwah.